Hello and welcome to the Burlington Brief. I'm your host, Sarah Eshelman. And I'm your other host, Sydney Bowles. And you're listening to your weekly roundup of all things Burlington, Massachusetts. So, Sydney, there's been a lot going on this week, a ton of different stories. How should we tackle all these very different stories? Well, so I was just thinking about this week as kind of a grab bag of a week. There mm, wasn't mm-hmm. one clear story that was like, ah, the story of the week. So I brought us a little game. <gasps> I uh, love games. I love games. Right. We all love games. So the idea is we've got a bunch of different stories in. Mm-hmm. It's like a hat. It's really a mug. It's a B-Cat mug. So a we're on brand. Mug. Yes. Um, <laughs> and so I figured we would just take turns pulling stories out of the mug and then we talk about them. Ooh, I love this idea. Okay. Do you want to go first? I would love. Okay, so y'all, I'm reaching my hand, and I wonder if you can hear the little... Here, let's okay. lift it right up to the mic. Lift up to the mic. Y'all, I can hear it. I'm actually pulling this out. Ooh, what's this one? Bum, bum, bum. Local charity efforts. Ooh, I know about this. So, y'all, there are a number of ways that we can support the community, a number of different charity events that are happening. One um, is called Bell of the Ball. This is a way where... Um, they are collecting new and used prom dresses for Burlington students. Um, they're going to be professionally dry cleaned by, was it um, Anton's? Anton's Cleaners, yeah. Anton's Cleaners. They're going to be professionally dry cleaning their dresses and then having them all set out. And that way, BHS students who maybe need a little help getting a good prom dress so they can have that special night can shop around a little bit. So if you have any prom dresses kicking around in your house, you can drop them off at True North Coffee, Elite Realty Experts, and there's a Demora Law, am mm-hmm. I saying that right? And mm-hmm. you have through March 22nd, so you got like the six weeks. Got a while, yeah. Oh, it's yeah. just so special. It's nice to yeah. for everyone deserves a special a special night, and I think this is a great way to, to help that happen. Exactly, and, and be able to have that um, choice as well. You can kind of do a little shopping yourself. There's also another thing going on. Um, now, Sydney, correct me. It's it's Help Us. Help Us, yeah. Help Us. Help Us is an organization that is doing a teddy bear drive. So as you are going through your closets and your attics and you're pulling out your old prom dresses, if a few teddy bears come tumbling down your way, um, you can donate them. Do I think, or do they, are they taking used teddy bears or do they prefer new ones? Because I think sometimes that can be a little tricky. I believe it's gently used, so gently use your judgment used. there. But these are going to you know these are going to kids who are maybe having a hard time, so you want them to get something really nice. Exactly. So think about whenever you're donating, donate what you would like to get as well. Um, but these kids who are in hospital shelters, just any kid who's facing hardship at home, um, last year they collected one thousand fifty nine. And so let's see if we can beat that. Yeah, they're I going for, for 1100 this year. Ooh, excellent. Um, so this one's a bit shorter, though, y'all. We have through February 10th. So that's, what, like nine days left? So let's maybe get the teddy bears first and then go back and find those prom dresses. Yeah, and if you if you don't have any teddy bears lying around but you want to contribute, um, you can donate through Venmo to at Lori Glantz. That's L-O-R-I-E-G-L-A-N-Z. Uh, she's on the, the Help Us board and she's she's a local realtor and she's you know she's working on on collecting and distributing that money. Excellent. All right, Sydney, now it's your turn to pick out. All righty. see which one is this gonna be board of health public forum is what this paper says board of health so what is going on is this a meeting this week what's happening this is an, a meeting that will be happening in the future that Ooh. i am here to tell you about if you want to go gotcha so 
The Board of Health is spreading the word about this forum that's coming up. They're going to be talking about some decontamination work that they got a grant to study. Um, we've known about this for a while. I actually, this was one of the first stories that I reported on when I got to Burlington and started doing journalism uh, last year. So this is 179 Cambridge Street, which is the site of the like the Papagino's uh, D'Angelo there. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then yeah. kind of uh, across the street from there at 18 Terry Ave., um, there are these two sites where they had identified, I'm going to do my best with the chemical names here, perchloroethylene and trichloroethylene. Sounds right to me. Um, PCE, the first one, perchloroethylene, is a byproduct of dry cleaning. And we know that there was a dry cleaners at the, um, the 179 Cambridge Street mm-hmm. address. Um, and TCE is like a product that uh, is created when PCE breaks down. And they found that at 179 Cambridge Street, which, make, which makes sense. But they also found it at 18 Terry Ave. And so they're not sure about the source of that one. Hmm. Um, the levels that they've been at at the most recent testing were not at levels that are dangerous to, to human health. So that's that's important to say is okay, there's so not believed to be a current danger. No one's in danger. It's just like, a, hmm, let's clean up. Right, exactly. Yeah. But there was a time when they found this um, in, to, in 2020 when they discovered the TCE at 18 Terry Ave. It was at a level that was concerning. Uh, so the property owners installed equipment to fix it. That's been addressed Um that's kind of what we know. I mean, okay. the, there will be more information um, presented at this at this forum. I'm also going to be speaking with um, environmental engineer Christine Mathis, who works for the Board of Health. So we're going to have a little bit of a preview of that here on BCAT that will be available uh, in the coming days. Um, but to, to go to the presentation, this is really where the Board of Health mm-hmm. is informing the community. So it will be accessible. You'll be able to ask questions. Um that event is going to be on February 21 at 5.30 at Grandview Farm. So put that in your calendars. Gotcha. And, th- and was this always the plan or were they planning to meet a little bit earlier and then that didn't work out? Yeah. I mean, the when this was originally discussed, they talked about doing this forum in December. So they're like a little behind schedule. But honestly, mm. in the world of like municipal government, in the world of getting like getting studies done, yeah. that's not bad. That's like, not we're going to give them the, the grace yeah. period there. And I feel like December, people are so busy that maybe because this is a public that's true. Forum that's true for communities to come and listen and more people hopefully will be able to come so right, right. it's february 21st yeah, i mean in february PM. we're also sick of winter we're eager to do anything even anything. if it's go to a public forum about contamination yes <laughs> i love it excellent so put that on your calendar y'all um we have another let's, pull? let's dig back into the mug all right pulling next i'm gonna try to pull from the bottom Ooh, what's this one Y'all, we are literally pulling wee slips of paper out of a mug, so we're not acting here. This is MBTA Communities Working Group. Now, this is some some of a new story that I haven't had a chance to hear about. So, Sydney, this is all you. Can you tell us about what's going on? I got this. You're in good hands. Yes. So, last night, uh, we're taping on Thursday, so this was Wednesday night, um, the MBT, there was, a, there was a meeting of a working group that was put together to help the planning board figure out how to comply with the MBTA communities law. Um, so, this is a law that was passed in 2021, um, and the idea is that we know that Massachusetts is facing a housing crisis, there are not enough units, there are not enough affordable units. So, the state was basically like, If your town is accessible by public transit, if the MBTA comes to your town, we're going to require you to create the conditions to create additional housing. And will this be any kind of housing or is it specifically affordable housing? This is actually – it's – 
affordability is not part of here. There's gotcha. there zero percent of them have to be affordable. Up to ten percent can be designated affordable. Okay, but they do have to be relatively dense. This is multifamily housing. the The requirement is fifteen units per acre, which is actually not that dense when you think about it. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like what like a triple decker might look like, or like a a fifteen unit apartment building on a you know on a small lot. It's not that. It's not like you know, it's it's not that dense, um, but but there are different ways that towns could do this. Mm-hmm. And we should be clear, the MBTA communities law does not require towns to build housing. It does not even require towns to approve housing. Mm-hmm. It requires them to create a zoning area where this kind of housing could be built by right if developers want to do that. I got you. So it's not like a race to build. It's more like put in a plan so that building can happen. Right. Okay. But there is there is kind of a speed element here because mm. the towns have to comply with this by December 31st of this year, 2024. And if they don't, if Burlington doesn't comply, we lose access to grants like Mass, MassWorks, um, uh, a couple of other grants that make it really easy for us to um, get access to state money. And mm-hmm. it would it would kind of suck if we lock, lost access to that grant money. So there's kind of a carrot and a stick situation going on so like so based on the meeting what is burlington thinking about what what might be happening right so there were a couple of different ideas proposed they all have plus sides and downsides Mm. basically they're going to create zoning overlays on top of existing areas that have other other purposes and one of the options uh to get to the 50 acre requirement is a combination of the lord baron apartments and the beacon village apartments these are already zoned multifamily housing and it's kind of taking advantage of a loophole at the state Mm. by saying like we're gonna kind of rezone an area that's already conducive to this which is like you know the letter of the law but not the spirit of the law mm-hmm. and it would actually make it easier for developers to come in and basically bulldoze some of burlington's only more affordable housing and build housing that's less affordable there so the risk of doing this is that by making it by right development they're making it easier for developers to essentially displace hundreds of lower income burlington families which will significantly impact negatively impact our community negatively impact our schools because so many of our students live there oh lots of students live there yeah um the upside of this plan is that it is an easier pill to swallow for town meeting. Gotcha. And the the elephant in the room of these discussions is this plan has to be something that town meeting will approve of. And there are um, bigger swings that the town could take to comply with this law. Mm-hmm. But when you have a bigger swing, you might have a bigger miss. And then, you know, you're risking and more risk. And right. Absolutely. So, you know, the one option, those are the two options that the, the um, Lord Baron and Beacon Village Apartments. Mm-hmm. And then the other option involves placing those similar zoning overlays on sections of town that are closer to Mall Road. So mm-hmm. some of the areas that they're looking at are the Staples and Coles area and also separately the um, Macy's area. And the idea here would be kind of it's it's significantly more ambitious it would involve creating the conditions for developers to build mixed use walkable communities that would have you know four or five story apartment buildings with Mm. retail on the bottom you'd have parks and green spaces places where families could come and and you know work at burlington 
um, you know, labs or, or office spaces live nearby. Their kids could go to these schools and they'd have these sort of um, mixed use neighborhoods that are that are very popular, specifically among sort of millennials who are moving out of the city and are looking for a similar city-esque vibe. walkable vibe, yeah. but in the quiet of the suburb. Mm-hmm. So again, there are pluses and minuses here. The upside is Burlington is really looking to invest in that kind of community. Mm-hmm. And this could get us there while also complying with the state laws. But the downsides are it's more of a gamble with town meeting. It's a bigger yeah. change. And I think it it's a... Um, I think it could be, you know, there's there's a risk that town meeting mm-hmm. would just say it's too complicated, it's too new, we don't want it. Right. And the other issue is some of these areas are actually in floodplains and are mm. likely are they're they're sinking effectively. Ooh, and so yeah. there could be difficulties building there. The state could say you're trying to build in places that are not conducive to building, so you're trying to skirt the law. We're not going to approve this plan, and, and then we get into trouble. And then and we get into trouble. The grants, gotcha. or the state could say yes, and we don't know. Um, mm-hmm. So there's a lot of gambling here, and so effectively, this working group that met last night was thinking about all these pluses and minuses. Are there any other places that we haven't considered that are not going to have any of these minuses and are just going to be pluses? Right. Are there ways that we can mix and match some of these to get to 50 acres while still getting the town meeting sign off? Mm-hmm. How much of a gamble do we want to take? Yeah, It was really a, a first stab at this. There was no concrete answers that came out of this meeting, but it was a productive conversation where government officials were being listened to, um, lawyers were being listened to, developers were being listened to, community members were being listened to. It just felt like this is, this is the messy part where the sausage gets made. Mm-hmm. It does seem like now what's going to happen is town meeting, is, or excuse me, the planning board is going to have to consider, you know, wh- what are they going to make warrant articles about? And they're going to do right. that with, you know, with the advice of all these other groups. There's going to be public forums about it. Mm-hmm. There will be opportunities for input. This is not going to happen just behind closed doors. But and that's really good to yeah. hear. Because part of me is even wondering, like, we have, we know the next town meeting about in May. Um, I'm anticipating probably more meetings because this is just the first meeting. That's a lot to tackle. It's a lot to meeting. tackle. So I'm sure they're going to continue to be meeting and discussing. Yeah, it, it looks like there are going to be two public forums on this, according okay. to their sort of preliminary plan that they released. Um, and it's kind of an ambitious timeline. This is a yeah. lot to get done by by Maytown meeting. Oof. So um, wow. we wish them we wish them the best. I'm I'm best really curious. I do think um, you know what seems the most likely, and I want to be really clear, this is just my my sort of speculation on this. Mm-hmm. There's a lot to still be determined, but it seems like there. There will be an attempt to create those zoning overlay districts at Lord Barron and Beacon Village, mm-hmm. and then potentially to work on some kind of development at the Coles Plaza or the Macy's Plaza separately, apart from the MBTA community's law. I because gotcha. Burlington does want to do this stuff. Right. They even want if more right, people. And, right. Yeah. Even if it's not part of complying with this law. But mm-hmm. it does seem like the two apartment complexes combined, they equal 50, 50 acres, which is what we need. And so it seems like that's kind of where Yeah, maybe kind of like, let, let's address the law, but then let's also pursue our own goals right. as a community. Right. And I will yeah. also say, sorry, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to wrap this up. I know this is a lot. But the last thing on this is that just because they're creating this overlay does not mean that this development is going to happen anytime soon. Mm-hmm. That is really important. I think That's people living at... Check off the box kind of <clears throat> thing. Right. Lord Baron and people living at Lord Baron and Beacon Village 
could hear this and get real scared, understandably. I think it is important to know that this kind of redevelopment could happen at any time anyway. This Mm -hmm. makes it a little easier, but it doesn't necessarily make it a ton more likely much sooner, if that makes sense. So It's more like, let's try to check off the box that the state is asking us. And then, like, all the details, that's something that town meeting can try to address. Because I'm sure town meeting doesn't want, you know, the people the community to lose their homes, you know. So I'm sure this is going to be a, an ongoing conversation. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So it's complicated. I, I know that was a lot, but oof, it was, a, it, was a, it was a big one. Big meeting. Are you ready to pull the next one? Let's go back and pull more rabbits out of this hat. More rabbits. Oh, it's me? Okay. Yes. Okay. Which one is this? Um, good night, Johnny's. What a palate cleanser. Unambiguously good news. Do you want to take this one? I will take this one on. Yeah. So actually, speaking of development, but in a good way, um, Burlington has been talking for so long about having a chill spot to get a drink, have affordable meals, um, listen to live music, maybe dance, just sort of like a nice gathering place. And finally... We got a nice gathering place called Goodnight Johnny's. It's open. It is open. Um, and sadly, Sweet Ginger was kind of our local watering hole, but we don't have that anymore. They closed last year. So Goodnight Johnny's is really filling in the hole in our hearts, you know, the, the space in our community where people can come, they can gather. Um, you said that, did you attend the soft opening? Or? I have not been yet. I was not able to attend, but it sounds like it went really well. Awesome. Everyone had a great time. And uh, their grand opening was Tuesday, I believe. Tuesday. So a couple days ago as of this recording. So and uh, now they're just chugging along. Excellent. So listeners, you can just, you know, hop into your cars right now and head on down to Goodnight Johnny. What I heard was some folks have measured the steps that it takes to walk there because <gasps> this is like, this is in town, you know? Mm-hmm. We've got so many amazing restaurants in town, but this is something that is walkable for people who live mm-hmm. in, in town center. So that's really special. Oh, that's really good. And I, th- I think that's really also shaping the kind of community that we want here yeah, as well. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Excellent. All right, one left. There's one little piece of paper left. What will this be? Bum, ba, ba, da, da, da. <gasps> elections election update so elections are coming up what's going on this is shaping up to be a lively election lively elections Um, always fun yeah yeah we've got contested races for select board uh school committee shoshin tech although i should say that one's um it looks contested there are two people running for one spot but really what's happening is one person is like kind of stepping down Hmm. and she's like passing the baton effectively to to stacy huberty um but yeah, so there are contested races in some town meeting precincts, in Precinct 5 and 6, which is exciting. It's just exciting to see people step up to participate in local government. Which I think we've been talking about a few times on this podcast just recently, like, hey, you can bring in your papers. So it sounds like people are really responding to the call. Totally. Yeah. Yeah, I think it'll be it'll be good. Um, there may be, like, lively discussion about what the future of our town is going to look like, which mm-hmm. is, you know, it's I think it's going to be enlivening. Um, so, you know, uh, contestants, the candidates still have time to bring their papers back before February 16th. The election is April 5th and we're going to be doing candidate profiles and interviews and debates. So, uh, stay tuned here and on BCAT because there's more to come. We're looking forward to that. So... Sydney, our wee little mug, it is all empty. That's all the topics for today. There are no more topics. No more topics. There's nothing more to say. Well, anyway, thank you for listening, folks. My, My name is Sarah Eshelman. I'm Sydney Bowles. And we'll get to see you next week. Mm-hmm.
Do 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 do.